Did everyone see the nice comment we got on Instagram? I did. It was so nice. They love us. We're so loved. What day? (laughs) What was it? Who said it? What was it? Of course, Joey didn't know. I saw it. I just can't remember. He said that we were the best thing since sliced fucking bread and butt keep, okay? <gasps> the username DobaKitties underscore art. We like it when you say nice things to us people. Keep doing that. Yay. Oh man, you guys. Spitz really screws the pooch in this one. Mm. But Molly finally stands up for herself, right? That part was she so does. satisfying. Oh, he's just so dumb in this section. This section was awesome. I really enjoyed reading it. But Fitz was fucking killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to open up with question, corrections, submissions, and announcements. Announcement, no. Eli's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can be the birch of this episode. All right. Yeah. And we'll all just Talk get upset like, with you. We'll be patient. Talk like Burrich. And Molly. Yeah. Get your finger out of your ass. I'd rather you walk around with your hand in your pants. such a good line. Oh my god, I highlighted that. Just the oh, oh. lol, 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 lol. I specifically did myself. that chapter summary so I could talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> the wit is worse than masturbation in public. <laughs> yep. Right? Be a diddler, not a witter. Yeah. Maybe a whittler. Make it a whittler. Be a diddler, not a whittler. Okay. Be a diddler, not a whittler. All right. Uh, Welcome to Bucky. T-shirts getting up made. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I can. Yeah, we'll wear those at Comic Con. (laughs) To meet Robin (laughs) Hood with sweatpants. With sweatpants, (laughs) or as I like to call them, (laughs) masturbators. Oh my god, okay. Alright. Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. <laughs> We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 8, Royal Assassin, chapters 21 through 28, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Jenny, a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Joey, and I'm a first-time audiobook listener. Okay, first up, corrections, omissions, and announcements. This episode is going up during New York Comic Con 2019. So if you are there, or you will be there this weekend, and you see us, say hi! Especially on Friday. Especially on Friday. is when this will be going up, so you'll be listening to this at con while you're waiting in line or something. Yeah, if you're getting ready for con, because the episode posts really early, and you're listening to us, I don't know why you would do that, but if you are, (laughs) if you start your day with us... If your Friday morning commute is waiting for trains for hours on end... Otherwise, we'll be around, but you won't recognize us. But on Friday, you will. All right. Any other announcements from the crew? I have no corrections because we're awesome. That's true. (laughs) Perfection. (laughs) We never get anything wrong. Never. Never. I've never Mm -hmm. been wrong in my life. No one listened to the spoiler section where we're literally always wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's literally us just being like, do you remember? No. Yeah. All right. Uh, then let's get into this. It's because it's a long one. Chapter 21 is called Dark Days. The intro is political and geographical reminder that Ketrickin is poised to inherit the Mountain Kingdom in addition to her queendom and buckkeep, and that she is devoted to the people that she serves as a sacrifice. 
but the inland duchies lie between her current supportive realm and the mountain kingdom. So Ketrickin does her best to placate Brondi while he waits to see Shrewd over the lack of assistance with the Redship Raiders. But after three days of waiting, Shrewd fails to give him a satisfactory answer when he's finally allowed an audience. Ketrickin takes them to her gardens in a winter storm, for it's the only place in Buckheap that she holds dominion, and offers Brondi her own jewelry to support the efforts of rebuilding Fairy. Since Fitz is there the entire time, assisting Ketrickin, Brondi again indicates that he'd be totally okay with his marrying <laughs> celerity. And they are, quote-unquote, allowed to speak. And we find out that at first, Celerity was off-put by Fitz's letter, but that they all came to understand later that he was being honest and emotionally available, and they like him better for it. So that totally backfired. Uh, That evening, Fitz is able to visit Shrewd, and he offers to help Shrewd skill to Verity. Shrewd talks to Verity about Regal's reports that Brondi is a traitor, but Fitz defends them, and Verity also knows the truth because he's been riding along with Fitz. Fitz is left drained from the skilling, so the fool assists him to his room. And when the fool's gone looking for tea supplies, Justin and Serene appear. They attempt to probe Fitz, but Night Eyes fucks them up. And then the fool comes back and plays everything off successfully, sort of. And then Fitz allows himself to sleep while Night Eyes keeps watch. Boy, does he ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> the next chapter. <laughs> uh... Is this one of the first instances of the fit of the the wit being used through the skill yes. to attack people it's yeah, very, yeah it's a very interesting uh fits specific dual magic use very cool it's interesting the way it was written that like it you know because the it talks about night eyes like standing over him even though like he's not actually there so i just kind of picture some weird like you know wolf face attack like a wolf like standing over him like if this were like a movie like you would see the outline of a ghost standing or a a wolf standing over him okay (laughs) i had it more of like because the the skill can go into your mind that he it was like making people think there was a wolf there but then if you weren't part of the skilling you wouldn't see a wolf that makes sense i was just thinking visually that's what i was picturing in my head how they would show it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, well, I feel like it's that time... it's that wolf from it's that wolf from uh, Neverending Story. <laughs> That's and you're like, ah! I love that wolf. I mean, he totally traumatized Terrifying. me. Terrifying. Everybody. Got yeah, terrified. I was scared shitless by that wolf when I was. Little. I thought, but it was the whole very time, Serene is like he's... screaming, like, "What's going on? Like, what is it? What is it?" And, and then she, Justin pee peed himself. <laughs> yeah, Justin was physically injured, like visibly physically injured. But for, then he recovered really for quickly a minute, from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It like went away really quickly. It's like in, it's like that trope where like people stuff happens to people in their dreams and they wake up and like whatever they whatever happened to them is like on their body like a cut or something. Yeah. Uh-oh. Shit. Go night. Night is gonna fuck you up. Yes. He's not taking naps anymore. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> He's no. Awake. He's very alert and awake and and active. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about I mean I do I I support Ketrickin being like okay Brondi we're really sorry that we can't help you and she doesn't really have any other resources because Regal is plotting and Shrewd is manipulated and so she's like okay cool I'm going to give you this beautiful this beautiful bracelet so that you have the money to rebuild Fairy and and Verity's like into it <laughs> but I, I just don't know why she didn't I mean I understand why she didn't do it more publicly because then she'd just be asking to be retaliated against but it just feels like you could have made Regal look bad 
I, but it, everything she does gets spun to be used against her lately. Yeah. So I feel like it, it's better that she did it in private. Because then he knows that she's loyal to them. Yeah, she's showing her cards. Right. It's just frustrating. For oh, sure. yeah. I thought it was pretty bold. I was like, okay, like, this bitch is, like, she's getting out there, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know how the right way to handle that is, but it's, I mean, it's pretty obvious that you could see this. You're undermining the the rest of the kingdom to do this. For sure. Yep. I also thought it was interesting that she gave her own bracelet that came from, it probably came with her from the Mountain Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because of the opals. Like, it wasn't something, you know, it's, it's. It's like how it's like how our old first lady bought her own dresses with her own money instead of <laughs> instead of presidential money. You know, she did it on her own. She's a class act, that Kitty. Yeah, and Verity was super into it. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be awkward again. <laughs> the, you can tell Verity is like, he's off like somewhere. Yeah. But, like, he's so in on her now. Like, yeah. he wasn't at all, and now he's just voracious for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. And poor Fitz is the conduit for that. Yeah. So, what about this whole Justin and Serene just, like, appearing? Just around in his <laughs> room. Suck. Yeah, well, and they didn't even try to hide it. They were just no. like, yo, we're here, we do what we want. Like, fuck off. <laughs> it's our room now it just shows how brazen things are getting I think and yeah. we kind of see that escalate throughout this entire section mm-hmm. I don't know why they'd want to come to his his room his really like boring his room. boring room yeah. <laughs> people keep commenting on I like when Bird just like what the fuck is this room <laughs> like you put nothing up in do you, how do you many have years no have self respect like you always expect to leave like the next day like what's wrong with you well i think like fitz is a person who is coping with a lot of un unacknowledged behavioral i don't want to say problems but coping mechanisms that have Oh, yeah. with him since he was abandoned as a child. Yeah, um, he's got some self-worth major issues. Major abandonment yeah. issues and major self-worth issues. He does yeah. not value his own life in any way at all. <laughs> Which is always frustrating. And everyone calls him out on it, too, and he's just like, oh. yeah, and uh, let's move on. <laughs> I also like that Celerity is still just, like, ready <laughs> ready to hit it <laughs> I, I liked Brandy like explaining the whole thing like and then her explaining the whole thing and it was just, like oh Fitz Celerity's I hungry could, I could just imagine her like being really unimpressed with the letter and then her dad be like no actually this is pretty solid like, guy look Celerity he's fighting toxic masculinity he's like yeah. talking about his feelings it's it crazy. seems like he's just really emotionally intelligent when in actuality he's not at all <laughs> yeah that was him pretending to that was him trying to be emotionally unintelligent it's like do the opposite just do the make all the opposite decisions it's like that episode of uh, Seinfeld where George just does the opposite of whatever he, his instincts are and he's actually successful <laughs> I think that would serve Fitz quite well 
Yeah. I feel like that's a good comparison, George Costanza. Fix. Oh, God. <laughs> Ouch. Kind of bumbling around, yeah. Does that make does that make um, Kramer shade? Yes, in fact, it does. Oh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Is Elaine patience? Mm, I don't know. She's she's she could be. She could be. We'd patience. have to see her dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, on to chapter twenty-two. Who did this one? Me. Chapter twenty-two. Burrich. So the intro, we get a little, a little more of a history of Lady Patience, and basically, it's noted that Patience married up, and <laughs> chivalry gained nothing if not earned himself politically by marrying her. And then we learn that her parents died, and then she was barren, and then Shivy died. So basically, <laughs> we get a very Shit. we get a very bleak picture of what Patience's life has been like. Uh, getting into the chapter, so we have Fitz awakened to a post-coitus naked Molly in his bed. Not remembering anything, and Night Eyes very creepily is says that he tried to rouse Fitz, but he was drained from the skilling. But he was there, kind of like overlooking everything, making mm-hmm. sure nothing crazy happened. And Fitz doesn't remember a damn thing. But Molly says that the night was quote unquote perfect because so, <laughs> he wasn't there. We can we could talk about this a little more than in the recap, but I just need to point out that I find all of this deeply troubling. Um, Fitz uh, goes to visit Shade and candidly shares what he suspects Regal is up to, that the Coterie is delaying messages to make Verity look a fool, and that Regal is eventually going inland, abandoning the coast, and um, that he potentially wants to kill Verity so he can take the throne. Shade isn't super convinced and admits it, uh, but he does admit that he's been hasn't been able to visit the king as much, and he kind of thinks that Regal may suspect that he's lurking around. Um, next, we see Fitz jolted awake with an urgent message to get to the stables, and we find out that Burrich has returned, and Burrich is laying into hands. He's irate because he's returned, and he sees that um, most of the animals from the stables have been removed, and hands defends himself and says like what the fuck did you want me to do it was the king's order i had to do this and birch fair enough like lets him get a pass on it um but fitz is surprised to see that birch is back and we learned that um birch weathered quite the journey he seems really worn and he's badly injured in his leg again and after insisting that he report to the king first he finally shares that verity's party was attacked near pharaoh when they were headed towards the mountains they lost men, and then some injured were sent back to Buckkeep while Verity continued on his way. And when that returning party got near Buckkeep again, they were attacked for a second time. Uh, Birch was the only survivor in that attack, and it was only because his horse fell down into a river, he and his horse. Fitz takes Birch back to his room because Birch is just in such a state he can't even make it back to the stables, and he rallies the troops to help him. Um, Basically, he goes to Patience and um, Lacey to get herbs to help treat him. And then Patience is like, what the hell? Move out my way. I'm going to get there. And they're helping him patch up his leg. We learned that he was actually shot by an arrow directly into his previous wound, which is a little suspect. Um, And... Patience goes into, like, full nurse mode. Birch totally lets her, which I think is because he loves her, which I think is really <laughs> cute. And then Ketrickin shows up and shares some of her raspberry leaf, which we learn is good for wounds and also pregnant women. So, bam, we found out that Ketty is knocked up. And everyone agrees that it should be kept a secret. 
There's a baby in there. There is, but let's talk about this wolf sex. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is better at sex than Fitz. Everyone. Everyone. Verity, Night Eyes. Including a wolf. A wolf that's not a present. Wolf that yes. is, a wolf that is maybe <laughs> not even okay. hit puberty yet. A prepubescent wolf is better at sex than Fitz. A ghost wolf. The the, the essence of a wolf is better. <laughs> Well, and my theory is that Molly isn't actually in love with Fitz. She's in love with all these other people. All all these other people. Maybe. The whole thing, like, Fitz, he does say, I will give it to him. He does say that he's kind of like, okay, this is unsettling. But then he just carries on his fucking way again. And I'm like, don't we want to pause a little bit more to think about what just happened? Oh, she was sad and and Night Eyes comforted her. It's fine. It's fine. Moving on. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he says. He's like, well, he comforted her. Yeah, that's what she did. Like, yeah. uh, I I guess that's fine then. I will say that their marriage sex was actually Fitz. So something worked for her then. It's just that he's, she just thinks he's improved. But that was their first time, so she didn't know any better. Exactly. So now she thinks yeah. he's improved. Dramatically. not him. So With that, new yeah. moves. He's going to say, let's go back to Seinfeld. Do the move. <laughs> the twirl on me. The pitch or is, twirl. What is the move? He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to ask. He's going to have to ask night eyes oh (laughs) it also to me just seems like and maybe it will expand on this more moving forward but it just seems kind of like a bizarre thing to have in the story at all look these books get weird okay i also think that like fitz does not have control over any aspect of his life like no none of it yeah none of it like what he does all day, who, who, you know, like, even if he picks someone and says, well, that's going to be my mate, I love her, let's, like, it, he's got another person that's just, like, cool, me too, and it's, it's, they're all in this, like, unwitting triangle with a, with a sometimes fourth, depending <laughs> on who's around, and, like, he can't control any of it, because he can't talk to anyone about it, and so he, and he doesn't know how to stop it, because no one will teach him, because even though he has two potential people that can train him in either the in either the wit or the skill, that's not his job. His job is to, you know, kill people because Shade tells him to. So, there's no control. Um, what was I going to say? No, I don't remember. We'll never know. Anyway. (laughs) So, Birch comes back and he's telling this whole story of all the shit that went down when they were traveling he now talks about how he talks about how all of the towns that they stopped in when they were traveling were kind of unhospitable towards them, and then there were these attacks, and the fact that he gets an arrow shot directly into his previous wound, like that was just happenstance. Like, not player, that wasn't happenstance. Somebody did that to you on purpose. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Just because we're talking about Burge, and I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, what. <laughs> What Verge would think if he knew about the night eyes sex? Oh God! See, oh my that's God. exactly why. That's that. It makes his point. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, everything. That's everything he warns against. I know. Yeah. It's great. I'm terrible. And I still, honestly, at this point, don't really know how. Mo- I mean, I feel like I know how Molly would react narratively. Like I could predict that she wouldn't be into it. No. <laughs> 
But I'm also kind of like, but would she though? Like she hasn't really said anything bad about witted people or wolves and she was into it. So mm. like she was just her into okay. having passionate sex with her partner. She wasn't into it having sex with a ghost wolf or the, whatever <laughs> he is when he's not physically there. It's like, oh, hey, Molly, you know that really great sex we had? Well, it was actually my wolf. What? <laughs> you were fucking a wolf. Sort of. That one. That one over there. <laughs> In the forest, oh, eating its shit. We'll we'll get into this later, but I don't think she would believe. I don't think she would believe it. I don't think she would believe. Uh, I feel like half if he of, started with this information, she may have believed. And then she'd be like, "Well, he did howl during orgasm, <laughs> and there was a lot of biting on my neck, and <laughs> and, and, and yeah, what, what." I just like, but also that that not only does Night Eyes feel like it's his duty, like <laughs> it's the same as like, well, I needed to hunt because we needed food. I needed to have sex with with Molly because she was here. Like she's she's the woman of the pack. She again, needs a fucking. But again, does everyone in the pack? <laughs> like what? I, I don't know. I feel like it's implied. I don't think so. Well, I think that's the whole point of having an alpha. Is that, look, right, look, right. Is, is not like the, the king he has, doesn't the know king what it's like women. to be a regular wolf. He wasn't with a pack, so he doesn't really know. So he's like a dog that doesn't understand the pecking order. So he thinks he's in charge because he's allowed to like sleep on the sofa. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, oh I get to fuck her too. <laughs> well, you know, he wanted to be present before, and now he's gotten a taste of it. Mm. Oh lord! <laughs> all right, you guys, we have to get off of this topic, though. <laughs> I understand that we could all talk about it for a very long time because it's so weird. But it is so weird. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, so... <laughs> we are. If we must, if we must move on. Let's talk about how Burrich and Patience, like, we get a look at their dynamic. I liked it. I liked that Burrich wasn't putting up a stink. It was just like, yeah, I trust this person, and like, I'm gonna let her tend to me, and I'm gonna kind of enjoy it. I also think it's like patience is really good when there's a when there's a problem. Like she's mm-hmm. bad when she feels like she can't do anything, but if she can do something, she does it. It's true. She can be good in a crisis if like she yeah. needs to be. You, she's useful. You can also definitely tell that they were a bickering couple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not <Yeah>. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> See the outtakes of this podcast. <laughs> and Kat Rickon's uh, pregnant. And Kat Rickon's pregnant. Early, early days. And everybody's like, oh shit, nobody can know about this. But she also, like, just looks like, well, I'm in a room. Who's in the room? The Fool, Patience, Lacey, Burrich, Fitz, Rosemary, Herself, Night Eyes. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she doesn't know it, but Night Eyes. Possibly but, like, There's, like, possibly Verity. Like, there's, like, nine people in the room, and she's like, also, I'm pregnant. It's a secret. <laughs> but I it was like a moment where it's like okay obviously shit is going down right now we need to have a close inner circle of people that we trust and it was kind of that first step forward of like okay this is my circle like this is who I'm trusting 
Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't. Is the what's the, is the fool there? Uh, the fool is not. No, I don't think this rule is there. Because the fool... He's, a, he's yeah. afraid to leave. Yeah, because... Sides. Because yeah. Fitz just thinks, like, oh, the fool knew about this. Real-time corrections. We're getting better. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh... You know, crazy. All right. So let's move on to Chapter 3, then. 23. Chapter 23, then. <laughs> Uh, it's called Threats. The intro talks of the winter that Barons endures and how their loyalty to Ketrican is, is strengthened. Um, but they are left to defend themselves, essentially. And they, they do a valiant job. Even the humble fishermen are, uh, are attacking the Red Ship Raiders, but they're really just largely unable to prevent the raidings. And the Red Ships move south to the other duchies. So Birch is recovering like a champ in his room. He's drinking. And Fitz is wandering around Buckheap while it is essentially looted and he's just kind of like looking at it and getting like depressed. So he ends up stopping to look in on Burritch and he finds Molly there. And it's kind of awkward. Oh. Yeah. Why are you here? Uh, Molly leaves and Burritch and Fitz talk about everything that's going inland, uh, including like everything in the stable. So because Burritch doesn't have a job anymore, he wants to protect the queen. And Fitz confirms what Burridge overheard while he was nearly passed out during Patience's treatment, that Ketty is pregnant. Burridge is even more determined to stand guard. He says, a man can die of failure, Fitz. Do you know that? So when Fitz goes to warn Ketty that Burridge will be standing outside her door all night, he also warns her just flat out that Regal probably wants her dead now that everyone is going to know she's pregnant because Burridge points out, you know, if more than one person knows a secret, the secret's out. But Ketty seems really determined to defend herself. Uh, Fitz finds Justin and Sarid in his goddamn room again and ends up having to strip his room entirely in case they'd left any poison, which so he his own supplies he had to throw out. And after that, he decides to go down to the Rurisk to try to have some kind of like purpose because he's pretty down. But he ends up being barred from leaving Bucky. Um, and because he's unable to go out, they won't let him. He can't help Molly, who, like, appears just outside the gates running. And she's, like, bedraggled and calling for help. And when she's finally escorted through the gate, she tells Fitz that she was run down on the road and spit on and threatened for being oh. the bastard's whore. So Fitz decides there and then that he needs to keep himself separate entirely from Molly to keep her safe. She's pissed and she punches him. And then Fitz has an emotional outburst. He almost tells Molly enough information for her to, like, make actually informed decisions. <laughs> but he, he says, yes, I'm afraid. Afraid they'll hurt you. Afraid they'll kill you. To hurt me. I won't endanger you by coming to you. I love you too much to see that happen. But she ends up walking away in anger. She does that a lot. She does. Eh. And I understand and also get frustrated with her. Yeah. Like, she, she understands the futility of arguing with him, so she, like, walks away so it doesn't continue. Right. But it's also, like, if you pushed him just a little bit more, he'd probably break and tell you what you actually want to hear. But then, does she actually want to hear it, which we will right. see later? Right. <laughs> does she want to hear about Night Eyes? No. Probably doesn't. I mean, I wouldn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd want to know. <laughs> of course you would. Nasty. Uh, I so what do so Molly ends up have she was in his room she was in Birch's room because Patience sent her to check on him because Patience can't very well just like walk down to the stables. No, that that would be noted. 
But Molly can go. But Molly can. She can walk around. But it's kind of weird how Jal, how like Fitz gets immediately jealous and territorial. Like, why are you in here? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, yeah, because Molly before said how all the ladies think the birch is so smoking. <laughs> now he's got to be worried. That's my wife. <laughs> we had marriage sex. I just think like you, you were literally just like made love and like, remember, but you think that now she's like fucking around with Birch in his, in his rooms. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> Jealousy is the relationship poison, especially for these young relationships. Well, Fitz but does also... like poisoning himself, so. Yeah. <laughs> Also, you guess... suspect others of doing wrong things when you yourself are doing wrong things, so he just <laughs> needs to take a moment to self-reflect. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He's also, like, so obsessed with her that he can't understand that, like, other people wouldn't be. Like... it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. You know? He's true. like, oh, yeah, well, of course Birch wants to hit that. Like, he, 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 like who wouldn't? <laughs> and Birch is just like, oh, that's her? Okay. <laughs> He's like, that's her? Is that the girl? That's it. Is that her? He likes the red glint in her coat. He did say that before. (laughs) Look, the fact that he keeps referring to women as, like, horses just, like, cracks me up. It's (laughs) fucked up. It's so fucked up. He was raised around horses. It's what he knows. He does that in the... He's a man of limited vocabulary. He does that in the next chapter, too, about Kerrigan, and he's like, a pregnant mare, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, (laughs) oh "Oh my god. God. (laughs) Not everybody's a horse, dude. Well, he gets to the end of that sentence, he trails uh, off, he's like, but I don't. He's like, I don't know anything about women, and Fitz is like, neither do I. (laughs) What do we think about Justin and Serene in his fucking room again? He's a better fucking lock. What the hell? Learn, dude. Dude, like, we already had an interaction with him. What are you doing to better prepare for the next one? Like, he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't solve problems. He just, he just, they happen to him, and he goes, "Uh uh-uh, and then he keeps going on, and then they happen again. (laughs) It's like, golly jeepers, what are so you the, guys doing yeah. back here the, again? The, the first time they break into his room, the first time they break into his room, and then he leaves, and he says, yeah. I'm just going to leave the door on yeah. that. He's just so like, they're not, I'm just they know I'm not scared. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> no, you left the door unlocked, and now they can just go in when they want, and fuck you. I did like, you to throw away all your I shit. did like when Justin called him Beast Man. <laughs> like, that's not, I mean, I would be pretty proud of that title, Beast Man, so... <laughs> Beastmaster. Sick burn, Justin. Well, yeah, they're, they're like, really they're like we know that you're, you're, we know that you've got like wit or something's going on. That you're not just a skiller because of what happened. Like Night Eyes basically revealed himself. But I don't think that they really know enough about what the fuck is going on that they could reliably like report Fitz as a, a witted person. Like, true. Right. They, have, they can't. No they can't explain it, it in any yeah. way. Like. He could, because Fitz could very well just be like, "No, I just imagined a wolf to scare you." Yeah, yeah, because we know that they're not great. I mean, they can't even explain their own magic to most people, probably. Yeah. How do we think they even know about the wit? Did you think it came up when they were learning about the skill magic that, like, wit magic was referenced? Or I think the wit is just like a like a. It's like the Pockman. It's, it's, it's like it's like the boogeyman, right? right? But it's, then, it's a fairy so tale. Do we bad think magic. that Molly knows what the wit is? That what wit is? Probably. Okay. I don't like maybe not intimately, but she probably knows that like evil people. There's yeah. an evil okay. magic called the wit where you become an animal. Okay. Yeah. There's that the the famous piebald prince story. Yeah, they oh, all know. Like they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's like a pinata that they beat up at Winterfest. Right. Well, because even when he, like, you know, ends up telling people later on in this section and, like, he's talking to Shade, he's like, oh, you know, I know you've heard the stories, but it's not like that. Mm-hmm. So clearly there it's, are stories. It's not like that. It's not like, you know, my wit beast is fucking my wife. <laughs> that <laughs> That's definitely never shit. happened. That's definitely never happened and we don't talk about it. I just think, I think it's interesting that, like, how did Regal figure out that Shade is in the walls? Because now he's like, he's just, he's sending people around because he's trying to get into the wall, right? Well, and we did see in I, my chapter, chapter 22, where Shade suspected that people knew about him and Slink, like, knocked over a kettle yeah. and he was afraid the guy in the next room was going to hear it. Yeah, they well, put they put bright that there was noise. They yeah. put bright in. Uh, I'm assuming is Lady Times Chambers, old chambers. Yes, and yeah. he is a light sleeper, and he heard uh, when Slink knocked things over, and so he's like tapping on the walls because there's nobody. Nobody is supposed to be there in between him and Fitz. Fucking right. Slink. So that's the that's is because like the the fact that there are stairs makes me feel like shades. In the wall, but above Fitz's room. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you were going to put, if you wanted to spy on Fitz, you'd put someone actually on the same floor. But I think Bright is up one floor up on the same floor that Molly is on. Oh, okay. So I think this is just from, like, this is how I've been imagining it. So I think that Bright was put in that room specifically because he suspects, because Regal knows that that's where Lady Time stayed. Yeah. Right. And he wants someone to, like, investigate that room. And there would be no other reason to put him there because that's servant's area. That's, like, a shit... Yeah, yeah like, yeah. Shit yeah. who lives up there. Right. And, Br- and Bright ends up being, like, the guy who, like, takes over the guard, right? So... Or something he's like the, that. Uh, he's, the, he's the son of the Duke of Pharaoh. Yeah, that's a pretty high-ranked person. Yeah. To be in those rooms. Regal needs to pull a, a harrow and start mapping that shit out. <laughs> nice <laughs> reference, Joey. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I think that's what they're exact. I think that's exactly what they are doing because they're narrowing down like where the room is enough to know that like you could probably get into it from Fitz's room because mm-hmm. they know Fitz was time- Lady Times like apprentice. Uh-huh. Right. You just got to start pulling on all those little candle holders on the wall, seeing what trap door opens. Right? Like, I would do that immediately if I was in a castle of any kind. I'm, I'm sure I mean, that's start that pulling on random things, bookcases. Well, I, mean, I mean, yeah, even Wingford had even Wingford had secret passages in the walls, yeah, actually. I know. I found that right? shit. I know. Well, I mean, I know. Fitz has tried. I mean, Fitz is dumb, but, like, Fitz has gone over that room, and he couldn't find it. I don't right. trust him. He's you lived know, there for 20 years. I don't, I, I don't trust his looking skills. I feel like he's that guy <laughs> he's that, not good. He's the guy that drops a penny. He's like, I can't find it. I can't find it. Like, lift up your foot. Like, <laughs> but did Fitz ever oh. even bother to look behind? I mean, Fitz is like, oh, they looked behind the tapestry. It's like, well, did you ever look behind the tapestry? <laughs> no. Like, oh. My right. mechanical curiosity is how's, how the, the fuck it works. How does it work? Their, how does it work? Their medieval okay. society. How do the how do the walls come apart and and you not see a seam? Yeah. How does how does it work mechanically? I don't know. They do it in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The great thing and is, also... I don't remember. <laughs> and dwarves. What? Yeah? Dwarves. Magic doors. Dwarves. Dwarves. <laughs> yeah. I thought you yes. said dwarves. I did say dwarves. Dwarves have magic doors. What? Oh, it's a magic what? door. <laughs> it's magic. Is this a riddle? No, it's real. <laughs> what? It's real. It's speak real. Speak friend and enter. <laughs> yeah, speak friend and enter. Thank you, Jenny. Jeez. I feel like a crazy person. Are we not reading fantasy? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, chapter 24? Yeah. Chapter 24. Yes. Who did that one? I did. Um, chapter 24 is called Neat Bay. The intro talks more about the pocked man being a harbinger for disaster. Um, Fitz is sulky and lonely because he can't see Molly and he can't leave the keep to see Night Eyes and Shade is ignoring him. He calls on Shrew daily and watches his decline as well as the fools. And Regal is still throwing parties and selling everything off. Um, so one night Shade wakes him up to tell him that Neat Bay is under siege and there are five red ships there. And I'm not really sure how he knows this, but, um... He scried it. He scried it. <laughs> I guess so. The Pock Man uh, scried yeah. it in a pool. Yeah, he scried it. Um, he sent... So he sends him off to warn everybody and tells... Sh- and he tells Shrewd... He tells him to tell Shrewd that he dreamed of the news from a Pock Man scrying in a pool of water. So Fitz goes running off with no shoes and yells the news through the halls. And, uh, <laughs> I like that you changed this to Wallace, by the way. Um, tricks Wallace into leaving to inform Regal, and we find out that the fool has been getting kicked out of the king's chamber sometimes, so he's sleeping on the floor to make sure that he can stay. Oh, God, that is just so pathetic. I know. So the fool- Everything that happens to the fool is just unbearable. I know. So the fool rouses the king and Fitz relays the news, and he's having a rare lucid moment, so he gives out some commands minorly adjusted for all the dead people. Uh, Regal, of course, interrupts and tries to make out the bastard is just telling tales, but Ketrickin shows up and tells Regal that she will ride to find out the truth, so he need not concern himself. Uh, Regal hates that plan, but when Shrewd asks where the news came from, Fitz uses the Pocked Man dream line, and all of a sudden the plan is back on. Regal be damned. Hooray! Um, so Ketrickin tells Fitz to put some shoes on, and he and Birch can catch up with them as they ride. They have a little trouble getting out of the gate again, but they manage and they ride off to Neat Bay. Night Eyes follows, and of course, Fitz is honest. And Night Eyes follows, of course, and Fitz is finally honest to him about Birch for the first time, and Heart of Pack is still pissy about it. Uh, Birch somehow ends up in command when they get there because he has the most experience. Fitz goes off with the force to take care of the raiders at the ships while the rest take the walls to keep to walls of the keep to besiege the besieging raiders. <laughs> and Fitz and company don't manage to take out all the ships. One gets away with, way laden with hostages, perhaps to take it to the white ship that Fitz sees again to be forged, perhaps. Um, on the second night, they're attacked on the walls, the attack converging on Ketrickin's tent. Everyone stands their, stands their ground. Ketrickin is a badass. Fitz goes into full berserker mode again with night eyes. Afterwards, they celebrate with Duke Kelvar at the keep, and Fitz and Lady Grace have a moment where they acknowledge that they've both come a long way since their last meeting. And she gives him a pin of a bone. Oh, it's weird. Uh, yeah, a little fish <laughs> yeah, bone. fish bone. I know. So was he actually scrying in a pool of water? I think he was actually scrying in a pool of water, yeah. That's a thing that can actually happen? Apparently, yes. Okay. Um, I really like the uh, the visual of Ketrakin with her skirts tied up with a huge two-hander sword. Because yes. apparently the rest of them don't use two-handers. And her bare feet like a fucking and baller. Her- yeah. All that about telling Fitz to put his shoes on, and uh, she's just fighting barefoot. Yeah. 
Um, so, but she's like supposed to be kind of tall, so that I was like, yeah, she's probably got good reach, and she's got like a four foot sword, and she's probably just lopping heads. I like that. Like every time she gets in a fight, she kills a ton of people. Like she's covered in yeah. blood, and like <laughs> even when like Fitz is fighting side by side with her, it's like, oh, I didn't, I killed one person, and she killed like four. Like it's <laughs> because <laughs> she's got that long ass sword. <laughs> long ass. I like that he thinks. He thinks he's guarding her, and then he realizes that they're fighting something. Yeah, time. yeah. Every single I also time. Really, yeah, I liked the note where when they were all of the bad guys were starting to converge on the tent, and they say that, like, one got too close, so Barrett's just lopped off his arm. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, like, she's like, don't guard me, go to the fighting. And it's like, oh, the fighting is here. Yeah. Um, he also sees the white ship again. Um, mm-hmm. And we know that the, the raiders were taking... Um, hostages out More there. People. So actually, so remember how we were talking about like why didn't other people see the white ship when he was on the Rorus? Right. So now with this detail, I feel like maybe it's not that it's far away and he's sensing it. Maybe they're being skilled at so that they can't see it. Like don't look here. That's like a, a cook and so. I think that's very apt because that yeah. yeah, that's definitely possible. And that he because he is strong in the magic, he can like get past it. Right, like erratically, he, for whatever reason, erratically he can kind of see it, or yeah, or maybe he, the wind definitely, helps. He definitely mentions that there were far more raiders there than could be have been carried by the number of red yeah, ships. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. All and right. the white ships are much bigger ships, so it could have carried a lot of people. Right, and it was like moving away, so it really it wasn't like it was there the whole time. It was like, oh shit, let's leave. So they don't see us. But also, why are we not allowed to see the white ship? Because it's not there. Uh, yeah, but why? It's like, important. Wh- I guess If so. it's got the skill users, it's important. I love that you've read this and you're like, why? Why? <laughs> well, I'm, well, one, I am trying to lead a discussion. I know, but still. <laughs> if, you, if you were in on the spoiler Lyle talk, you would know mirrors. that we don't know jack shit. <laughs> No, she's just trying to lead a discussion. I told Rachel books. one night, I was like, I could help editing. And I was like, oh, no, I can't because I can't nah. edit the spoiler section. <laughs> uh, I can't hear. I don't know. I'm still trying to piece together all the white ship stuff. I don't. I didn't have any good theories, but now I, you know, the veiling thing could be a situation. Mm-hmm. Thanks for putting that out there. I know more than I should, but still not enough. <laughs> That's true. Um, I do want to go back to poor the the fool, poor fool. So, oh god, you guys! He's sleeping fully clothed he on the, the floor. He had beat out of him before. Now he's sleeping he, on the floor. He's probably eating like the king's scraps. Yep. Well, the king's probably not eating that much, so he probably yeah. actually is. But him. even then, yeah. like I don't think he would actually let himself eat anything that wasn't a scrap. True. Yeah. Because what if the king needed it? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate... so devoted. I know, and I I really appreciate that, but like... in the smoke and not like high 24-7. True. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. This is the chapter... Does this kind need to eat? Yes. Yeah. Well, has he ever been described eating? No, but maybe he doesn't like to because he has (gasps) chiclet teeth. (gasps) That's right. (laughs) He can't eat well because he doesn't need to eat. 
He eats at the. Di- he's at the high table. No, eating. it's like droid eating. It's like he's, it's he's at the high table, he's but they do not droid. say that he's eating and he's, drinking. He's a droid. He's not That's his race. He's a droid. <laughs> he's from the future. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah. Maybe high. he's just. Maybe he just likes to eat privately. Maybe he's just like really ravenous when he eats, and it's just too grotesque, and so he eats. Maybe he's like no face, and he doesn't actually eat in out of his mouth. It like another mouth opens up. Yeah. He puts it, he eats in reverse. <laughs> Maybe he just does a liquid diet and he's just drinking always. That's Bert. Yeah, that's Bert. He would juice. Yeah. He's just like he a bone it. brother. <laughs> oh, um, I just, like, I, wa- I, just, I just want to examine, like, why is the fool so dedicated to the king? I mean, I guess it's for the same reasons that Fitz is. It, they just show it in different ways. Like Fitz still attempts to have like his own life, but the fool does not appear to have any other life beyond being in that room with the king and looking out for him. True. Well, he's he said that the the farseer line ending is what he is trying to prevent. Right. And this is at this point, if Shrewd dies, it's regal comes into power and that is not a good thing that is i would essentially consider that i would consider that being over at that point basically he's so but regal is a farseer verity is a farseer catrican is pregnant yeah but they've so they he's he's hinted at the you know the the forged ones spreading across the land like and regal is just like intent on ignoring it and just moving inland Mm-hmm. So I can I the can fool's definitely a see him, like he's just clinging to the one person who's in charge. He's a lamprey. Yeah, that's who's well, I actually think also, defending Buckkeep. Maybe that's what the fool eats is skill. I think that the fool loves the king. Well, I think he's done a lot for him. When you say yeah. love, do you and... mean like a familial love or do you mean like a love love? No, familial like a familial love. love. Okay. Like this just is a person checking. who gave him a place. The same way that Fitz does. It's like he gave him a purpose and a place to be. And like, so he feels loyalty. And I mean, like, I don't know. He cares too much for the king's pain and comfort to me to for it to just be like that. He is a tool. Yeah, I definitely think he has like he's also somewhat have love and loyalty for him. Yeah, he's also somewhat like a captive of the king. So he could just be like a little bit brainwashed too <laughs> no but i mean that seriously like I, I'm, I'm sure that the feelings that he's feeling are like real but the reason that they got to that place could have been a little bit of a captive situation well, I, I also think that um you know if he's trying to ensure the the farseer line you know lasting or whatever like he also needs to be able to stay and and work with that, and if Shrewd dies, then, you know, Regal's not gonna keep him around. Right. So, I think a lot of his safety depends on Shrewd living, and his ability to continue doing what he's doing. I mean, we all, like, Regal is a farseer, yes, (laughs) but, like, we all know he's the enemy and a fucking twat and all those things, so it's like, nobody wants him to come into power, and the fool is there trying to, you know, use the catalyst. And he does not trust Weave Fitz. on the loom and all that stuff. Well, Fitz, Fitz is, is a bit not chaotic. Trustworthy. Yeah. He can't really predict what Fitz is going to do. No. No one can. 
Which I'm glad Shane in one of the upcoming chapters calls him out on. Of like, would you stop making all these executive decisions, like, <laughs> uninformed? Please start, like, having conversations with me before you make big decisions. Well, like, I mean... I'm right here. I, he you can f- literally just call he me. He finally <laughs> was, like, giving him a way to contact him. After yeah. all these it's years, been like twelve years, he's like, "Oh, if you want to talk to me, can you just put some shit in the in the flu, but like not too much because it smells bad." Yeah, <laughs> flu powder. So they share a flu. Oh, it's in the fireplace. The door is in the fireplace. Well, well it's no, not. The door is not <laughs> in the fireplace. <laughs> flu powder. <laughs> yes, it's Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm That's glad I can. Reveal. I understand that reference now because I'm <laughs> I've got to be honest. I thought that the fireplace like moved out of the way. <laughs> as dumb I as that sounds, I think you would notice if that was the case. <laughs> don't you? Yeah, Even don't you Fitz would be like, "Oh, the fireplace is now gone, and there's a hole with a staircase in it." <laughs> yeah. Even Fitz, I think, would be that observant. Plus, the door is supposed to be in the corner at the foot of his bed, not next to his bed where the fireplace is. Okay, well, I wasn't where we got a map of his fucking room. <laughs> Remember <laughs> all that? Like four things in it, so, you know. <laughs> it's like, like bed, like, I don't know closed what chest, tapestry, and a fireplace. Bed, a fireplace that he uses as a table. Bed, chest, a tapestry. I figured yeah, his tapestry. room was like eight by ten. It's just... <laughs> Fireplace, yeah. bed, and sometimes shade. That room is the fucking was, king. Was, He's got a shit room. I picture it being bigger, but just really bare. Like, there's just a lot of space. So this is like your standard New York apartment He's, he's size, literally like, not described anything other than a bed, a fireplace, a chest, and a, pa- a tapestry. A tapestry. That's yeah. it. And the wall a that opens tapestry up. tapestry that he hates. And he's never tried to get rid of it. He just hates it. It's always given him nightmares. And he just... He's like, I hate that thing. It's like, well, take it down. (laughs) You could do one thing to make your room more you by taking down this tapestry and having, like, blank walls. But, you know, whatever. It's like, there was a bedroom at our grandparents' house that Rachel and I had to stay in that had a clown painting on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) You just lay in bed with the covers up to your chin, like, having it stare you down. Oh my god. It never occurred to us to just remove it from the wall. (laughs) It wasn't just a clown painting, Ashley. It was a (laughs) three-dimensional... What? It was was many, many layers of oiled paper and paint stacked on top of each other so that it was a three-dimensional clown face (laughs) in a shadow box. That's horrifying. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah. But Who made that and thought, you yeah. Just don't think Our about taking it down. Her grandmother made that. This is the thing. This is the thing. She that made that? That was the that? least creepy thing she made. I, she yeah. made it? Oh, God, what I was, didn't know that. Why did she like clowns? Is that a generational thing? She loved clowns. She had so many clowns. Our uh, oh. clowns have got to go, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, next chapter. chapter. Uh, well, do yeah. we want to talk about... Uh, Fitz finally, like, talking about Night Eyes to Purge. <laughs> oh, well, I just, that's when he talks, when that's when he says that he'd rather he walked around with his hands. No, that's the next right? chapter. Oh, okay. Um, this, he's just, like, like, just freaking out about it. Well, I just like the fact that Night Eyes is like, haha, he doesn't want to talk to me. Well, you can't yeah. stop me from fucking talking at you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Here I am. Here I am. I know you can hear me. <laughs> Night Eyes was being a real bitch. It was nice. <laughs> 
It's always good. Well, he just doesn't care. He feels zero guilt. Like, it's like Fitz is over there just feeling like all this guilt and like shame over everything. And then Night Nights is like, why? He's dumb. You're dumb. He's dumb. Can you hear me? You're dumb. Be a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we get we get the line in section. Wolves have no kings. Oh yeah. Let's make that shirt too. Win. Um So yeah, we can move on to twenty five. Um twenty five is called Buckkeep. Uh the intro talks about Tradeford Castle in Pharaoh. Thank you to whoever wrote actual <laughs> Pharaoh. Like the Egyptians. Um <laughs> the former home of Queen Desire. Um so everyone heads back to Buckkeep and Birch notes that people saw a wolf around and wishes Fitz would not use the wolf in his presence. This is where he basically tells him that public masturbation would be less offensive. Birch needs to get a grip. Um, <laughs> on his set, on him set, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, they get back to the keep and one of Regal's guard, br- guard brings a grievous message. Fitz first thinks that Shrewd is dead, but it turns out to be Verity. Ketrickin is devastated. Birch pulls Fitz aside and wants to know if it is true. Fitz has lost his link to Verity, but thinks he heard him at Neat Bay, so he's unsure. Birch wants Fitz to try and skill to Verity, but he needs the help of Shrewd to do that. So, they make that plan. Um, Fitz goes to the kitchens for the good gossip and finds out that there's to be a feast because people need hope more than mourning. Cook has some not-so-nice things to say about Verity and basically credits Regal for the entire swift action at Neat Bay, which is a total lie. Um... He also finds out that everyone knows about Ketrickin's pregnancy, and Cook is not pleased that Fitz did not tell her first, and he says, just randomly, he's like, someone else is pregnant too, and you'll be the first to know, I promise. Winky so that's wink. a little bit <laughs> suspect. Uh, <laughs> so the fool then comes to Fitz's rooms later, and in fancy new regal cosplay, and we get this lovely description of the fool's Aww. white face like a peeled egg <laughs> peeping out of them. Aww. Um, figured Ashley would appreciate that quote. Um, the fool it's highlighted, fits... don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> the fool urges Fitz to do nothing and not use Shrewd to try and reach Verity. Um, he also points out that Regal might try and kill Shrewd because he killed his mother, and somehow Fitz has never considered this. Don't know why. Uh, at the feast, Ketrickin has cut off all of her hair. Regal makes a lot of speeches, including announcing his intention to move the court to trade for Castle and Pharaoh. He wants Ketrickin to go with the king, um, but she refuses, but eventually gets kind of coerced to stick by his side because the king makes a random sort of lucid comment about not wanting her to leave him, and Regal uses that to his advantage. Oh, sorry. I know. I don't, so, it's interesting to me that Regal is like, oh, I need to appear more charming and better. Let's get the fool to help me. I mean, I think that's just a power play him to mess with the fool where it's like I want you to make me look good I know you hate me yeah and the fool is like well if Shrewd is gonna die I need to like ingratiate myself with this new person yeah but like why would he think that that is what's happening there like I, I the fool's smarter than that mm, he's yeah. desperate I guess he thinks I guess he thinks oh if I do a good enough job Regal will like me and he'll take me with them yeah I think he, that's the thing yeah, it's like he that's knows that's definitely the strategy yeah yeah it's sad. Well, it's poor too little, little too peeled late. Egg and his head. outfit is blue. It's like it's blue and fades. There's like a dip dye situation where it fades to another blue. So it's he's wearing like yeah, ombre it's, clothes. It's like yeah. all the shades between blue and indigo. I think they've described. Yeah, it. yeah. 
I like the I like the fashion descriptions. They're pretty good. Yeah. Fitz is yeah. not a fan though. <laughs> I think he prefers he never a fan. Yeah, he doesn't like him in that. I think he prefers his winter motley. Even though it probably hasn't been washed in like a winter. Well, he's wearing blue and red motley later. Yeah. Uh It's at this point I think you realize that uh Regal has no point in keeping anything in Buckkeep. He's he's moving out for sure now. Oh yeah. He's he's announced that he's moving the court to Tradeford and so this is where I start to become confused because they they talk about this later on in, in the forthcoming chapters where it's like that we're that we're covering in the section where it's like, well he's going to declare himself king and waiting now and I'm like excuse me, Catrican inherits, right? Well, yeah, the child inherits. It's, it's, yeah, the the, the gender she... doesn't matter at all in this this world. The right? gender doesn't. They don't have that. No, but they she's don't, they don't... no, but she's not. She's not Shrewd's daughter. If she were Shrewd's daughter, then she's yes. not Shrewd's daughter. But she was. But Verity. So because Verity wasn't crowned before he died, is that the reason that goes automatically to? I, guess I, guess so. I mean, that's what I assume. But is he that... had issue. Like I feel like I feel like the whole issue with chivalry was that if Fitz had been legitimate and chivalry had died, it would have gone to Fitz. That's the whole like tension between Fitz even being. I think there. this is well, the complication right, so... in every every monarchy right like it gets complicated real fast as <laughs> well, soon as anybody just, is born i think it just goes to you know cat Rickon's child whether it's a girl or a boy but cat well, Rickon has a child i think it still no goes dice. to cat Rickon's child because it's verity's child but cat Rickon, right, but cat doesn't inherit the throne just because she married verity I mean, she would have very were still there, but without like patience isn't you know, right? So that would be a regent, right? Not king and waiting. The, the question, the question is, <laughs> yeah, does it, true. Does but... it does it take oh, place no. before or after you become king? Right? Do you, I mean does king and waiting right. make also, your make your heir heir or does it make there's, you? Yeah, there's nothing saying that she couldn't be regent. No, there's not. Well, I mean, if you think like, I mean, we're gonna get to it in the next couple chapters but like when Brondi is talking to Fitz about right. he he refers to it as being king and waiting while we're waiting for the heir to grow <laughs> so I Which think is, they just yeah, regent. right so I think it's sort of like the, the title the title is sort of muddled <laughs> hmm. I just think it's it's interesting that suddenly suddenly instead of currying favor with Catrican cuz it's like okay oh, oh like but let's go back to that one intro Catrican even if she isn't a regent or a queen in Buckkeep is, she is she queen, is of the, queen for mountain town. She's queen of the mountain kingdom right. so, or will be when her father dies or would be when her father dies and Regal's just like cool I'm going to go to my house that's next to the mountain kingdom <laughs> No one said that Regal was smart. I just feel like I feel like I'm missing something, and I feel dumb. <laughs> I think Dear people just... of the internet, tell us how does it work? I think it's that dumb. I think he that he realizes that he can make reality whatever he wants. He's got the power to yeah. to 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 change it right now. If he well, if I he mean, grabs it, here's the he thing. can have it. I don't think he wants that child to be born anyway, so... Well, no, right. so that the plan is that... Right. 
But then why wouldn't you let her be assassinated and get rid of it and then be like, I'm so sad, but now I'm king. Like, why why make yourself look suspect well, by being like, I'm king, if you th- and now she's dead. But she, he, he has her, like, fall down the stairs. Right. Earlier. He could have done the king and waiting thing. Like, but he does, he's he's planning that before the king and waiting ceremony. Yeah, but everyone knows he's planning to be king and waiting before she True. falls. Yeah. Maybe he just felt like that was a little too obvious, a little too on the nose, and so he's just, you know. I don't know. I have questions about it, but anyway. Uh, um, shall we move on? I do think it's interesting that uh, Regal has managed to, like, convince everybody that uh, Neat Bay was all his idea, and, like, Cook is all is disparaging of Verity now, now that he's dead, and Regal's, like, telling everybody right. all these things. Well, right, because she's like, Verity left us. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. my god, okay. Well, and I especially hate when he somehow paints um, Ketrickin to be, like, irresponsible and <laughs> showy by fighting at Neat Bay instead of, like, what she actually was. That whole thing. Right. right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's, the, he's the politician here. He's the only one who's an actual politician here. Yeah. yeah. Spin. Which is why we hate him. Yeah. Well, I mean, shade, but shade's on the wall. That's true. <laughs> uh, Joey, is chapter 26 yours? Ooh. Yes. All right, That's... go for it. Okay, so the chapter starts out with um, uh, a cha- uh, shade had, uh, he. this is a passage he wrote down somewhere at some point, about why forged ones, how they were disconnected from the skill, perhaps, um or at least they couldn't be affected by the skill. Um, uh, Verity's powerful skilling is what drew them to, or that's the theory at least, to, to, to Buckheat, because once Verity left, there were a lot less, uh, there was there was a lot fewer uh, Forge ones showing up. Um, and then, apparently, this is the only time that uh, this is signed by Shade Fallstar, which I guess is... Is that the only time? I think it's the first time we see it. okay. First time Fallstar, which is like, what is that? Like a bastard name or something? What is that? I I don't, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, that sounds bastardy. Um, (laughs) King Shrewd's getting sicker. And Birch and Fitz visit him while Regal and Wallace are away. And isn't there... There's something going on that's distracting them, isn't there? Um, there's Ket- a party. There's yes. a party. They're, they're, yeah, they're distracted by a party. So they, they this is a very choice time to go visit Shrewd. And they have a... Or at least uh, Fitz has a plan. But Ketrickin is there. So is the Fool. Um, Fitz believes Verity is alive. and But wants to use Shrewd as a human amplifier skill a human skill amplifier which is a little gross the st- full protest doesn't think it's worth the risk to, to the king's um shit health uh the shrewd shrewd is lucid enough to understand the plan and explains uh that regal proclaimed that he received that word that verity already died which is weird because regal hasn't said that to anybody else right i mean that's that's that was a secret wasn't it no it was announced it was announced okay yeah. um that's why they're having the feast, sort of. That's why they're having the feast and why oh, right, um, right, right. can cut off all her hair. Yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, Fitz skills with Shrewd and reaches Verity long, uh, to, quick enough to give a lesson about his skill use is kind of oafish. Because apparently when, 
when Fitz uses the skill, it's like he's just shouting into the void, and everyone who has any skill sensitivity is just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so there's just like, you know, again, Fitz with his clumsiness. Um, and then there's a quote that's cited here from The Fool, which I think appeared earlier, but it's, you will be the death of kings, a prophecy or a shrewd guess? Question mark. Um, ha ha ha, punny. Um, Regal crashes the party, he shows up, they claim Fitz is drunk, which and he's actually coming out of the skill, and he's in a he's in a skill uh, skill fatigued state, um, and uh, I believe he's been having um, what is it? What's it called? Elf bark. Elf bark. I wanted to call it elderberry. Elf bark. He had elf bark. They gave elf bark tea to 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 the to Shrewd as well. Yeah. Um, so Fitz is all fucked up, um, and Burrich is also there. And then they, <laughs> it's very easy to convince uh, Regal that 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 Burrich and Fitz are just too drunk stable hands peasants that are just there i don't I, i'm trying to understand how that played out <laughs> well, so yeah these two assholes these two assholes just, just busted up into the fucking king's chambers drunk as fuck um birch is disgusted with fitz's shitty barren room which you know has come up before um we get a we get a preview of of uh <laughs> Of what Burrich thinks about the skill, and he warns Fitz about using it. Um, why does Burrich hate awesome magic? So now we know Burrich doesn't like the skill, and he doesn't like... He's very magic conservative. <laughs> Burrich explains... <laughs> Burrich explains Molly uh, visited asking about Fitz, and Burrich compares her to a horse. That's not new. Maybe she's a horse. Um, <laughs> this note, Molly might be a horse. Uh, and then at, uh, later on, uh, the most dangerous coterie member up to date, a fellow named Will, is tracking Fitz, uh, but Night Eyes uh, saves him by, by bolstering his skill power via his uh, inherent awesomeness, also known as the wit. And so Shade, uh, so we go through that, and we, did, we uh, you know, he, he's, he's very worried about this, this Will character. Um, now, you know, because he didn't notice him at first, and now he does, and he's like, well, shit, am I always being watched? Um, Shade lectures Fitz about scaling through Shrewd. I don't know why, I, I guess that continued. Um, <laughs> my own notes are amazing. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, get, a good Shade quote regarding the type of relationship he shares with Shrewd. <laughs> Um, but as an audiobook listener and somebody who doesn't actually own a physical copy of the book, I'm going to fuck this quote all up. Yeah. And the quote is, it's been like two foreigners trapped in a land they don't recognize, only they've lived there and now you're old. (laughs) (laughs) That is a completely unadulterated quote by Shade. Um, I, I, I like the quote probably in its original state at least because it's, you know, it's pithy. Yeah, that's good. That's what it's like to be old. Sure. Uh, Fitz cuts his hair to convince Regal he's mourning Verity. Okay, a good play, I guess. Um, All the best stable stock are being sent off to trade for, uh, including Sooty. Nope. This is a, this I need this, I need clarification. Sooty and Ruddy were hidden, Burrich hid them. Yes. Is that correct? Okay, good. That's good to know. But apparently his saddle got, was taken. His good saddle. Fitz's saddle. That's important detail. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Lacey and Patience aren't leaving Buckkeep, but all their furniture is getting shipped out along with uh, <laughs> Keddie's plants. 
The statues. <laughs> oh, it's the statues? Okay. Yes, yeah. Everything's cool, small enough to be moved. Good. I, that seemed weird to me. I was like, "This ain't Home Depot. You're not. You're not moving like potted plants." That seemed weird. Like, what are they doing? Pulling them up by their roots, or yeah, whatever. Um, stairs were booby trapped. Lamp oil. Oh shit! That's how she got hurt. Yes. Somebody's been putting some fucking lamp oil down on the stairs, hoping that Ketrickin bumps her head, kills herself, or you know, miscarries. Um, and then there's the fool. This is a fool. This is a, a fool encounter. Um, freaks fits out because his nerves are quote unquote a jangle. Uh, yes, f- and he windmills on he windmills on the steps and almost falls, and the fool's like, "That's a cool trick." <laughs> yeah, he, he does like a back he does like a backwards flip, and the fool's like, "That's good. I should learn that." But as as he's talking to the fool, I, he notices yeah, that he's been beaten he again by Regal's men um, because that he refused to leave the quote. king. And then and then I thought this was a little off even for the fool, and he threatens Fitz, and he says, if you let me be separated from the king, I will betray all your secrets, bitch. All of them, yo. Help the king. That's an accurate quote. Um, why is the fool being a, uh, a jerk to, to Fitz about this? I guess he's desperate, and I'm like, you know, don't burn all your bridges, fool. You don't got that many left. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think the fool was desperate, because he was he was he knows that Fitz is planning something and he wants to be included and Fitz isn't automatically including him in those things. I mean, Shade is already like, we're not, that's not help, you know, so. He just doesn't want to be left behind. The, I don't know, I feel like the fool seems a lot like worldlier than he might actually be. Yeah, I well, just, yeah. I just, I just thought it was a little bit like, that's a weird way to try to convince somebody to be on, to help you more. It's like, if you don't help me, I'm going to fuck It does, you. yeah. So, won't you help me? <laughs> <laughs> well, all it does like is, I... is make Fitz feel pity. Like, Shitty, it doesn't... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it Enough does work in the end. It works, yeah. So well, I yeah, guess, it's Fitz, so it works. Maybe he just did the right thing because it's Fitz. He knows Fitz He well. knows guilt works on Fitz. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, yeah. I, this is, I, I like the beginning of this chapter, even though it was like a tiny little bit about the... the we don't know a lot about the um, about Forged Ones, so I like that Shade was sort of kind of studying them. I mean, Shade's and, the only one studying <laughs> them. Yeah, the only one who's actually doing anything useful, yeah. Um, so... I guess they're immune. They're not immune to the skill. It's just that, like, their ears are—they're dead from it. But they're attracted to it still. Like, it's—it's it's important to them. But they—they're in—they're—they're they're cut off from it or something. Yeah, this also know. reminds me of the the white ships, where it almost seemed to be they were implying that they were crewed by forged ones that were okay, okay. they were going about tasks. As if they were, right, which is weird as, for yeah, ones. as if they had instructions, and there was a skilled person aboard the ship, so um, that might be further clue to it as well. Hmm. Yeah, they're just like uh, they've been turned slave to. But there's a lot of there's a huge lack of information on this. Yes. So I think it's also important to note that when Fitz skilled with Shrewd, he had proposed that Shrewd use him as a source of strength so that he could skill out to Verity. And what actually happens is that Fitz 
draws strength from shrewd right and does the skilling because he has no yeah. idea what he's doing exactly he doesn't have any idea what he's clumsy doing. i yeah, like so that he basically almost killed the king i like that when yep. he ever he plunges into the skill right he's just like no and then like puts him back together yeah it's <laughs> like oh my god again it's just his head's <laughs> over here is <laughs> I like that when they get into it, though, like Shrewd. Well, one, he always sees Shrewd as like how Shrewd thinks of himself, which is as a much younger man. Oh, yeah. And then Verity's and, like a nine year old. And, and Verity's nine. And like, <laughs> yeah. But also that like this, you know, we, don't, we haven't really been explained to like how a lot of these magics work. Um, and so we finally have like this visual of like a great black yeah. like, river. Right. right. Like it's, oh, it's, yeah, the it's current. Like an, it's a current of some kind. And Shrewd, Shrewd, when they get in there, he's like, oh, you know, we're the only ones here. Which implies that you used to be able to hear other people. That there would be other people there when yeah. you went into this current. Hmm. True. Yeah. Well, There's not a lot of skill happening. Not, is this the first time we encounter Will? Or at least as a, as a, as a threat. Is this the chapter where yeah. he noticed him for the first time? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It yes. is. It is. So... Yeah. He's like, He's like oh. fuck, it's that guy. What's that? So I've I've been paying attention to it, and he's been ver- mentioned very, very, very few times up to this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, by on purpose, I guess. He doesn't like, want to be Like, they didn't, they didn't even mention him during Galen's skill training. Oh, really? Whoa, yeah. Did they oh, not? He wasn't no, not at all. Galen's he was just training? some yeah. shitty NPC at that no, time. No, they didn't even they didn't even mention him until they t- said he was going off to a tower somewhere. Oh well, I have okay. Yeah. That's very illuminating. Thank yeah. you, Eli. Very uh, unremarkable guy. But again, the fool says, "Don't do this. You could kill him." And they're like, "Well, we're going to do it anyway." And he's like, "Well, why? What are you going to learn?" He's like, "Either you learn that Verity is alive, and he's still not here." Or you maybe he's dead, but you don't really know because you can't really skill that well. <laughs> so what are you gaining? I mean, it's a fair I, question. Yeah. It is a fair it's, question, it's, and I like that yeah. Burrish was like, "Yeah, I was actually going to change my mind, Fitz, but um, cool that you did that." And then he <laughs> accuses him of sort of being addicted to the skill magic. Oh yeah, or possibly getting addicted to the skill magic because. That's really all he's heard of it. Oh, it says the guy who drinks himself under the table. I know, right? <laughs> and the Bridge guy is who, a known you know, hypocrite. Super hypocrite. And as soon as Fitz gets out, he's like, oh, yeah, what do we do with this information now? We can't do anything with it. I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, oh, right. I guess they were right. Damn. Can't tell anybody. And yeah, now everybody's mad at him. I mean, I think it, I think it, it gives them hope. And hope is not something to be, um, you know, Turned away. sneered at. Yeah, like, it, it's very helpful, especially if you are in a state of rebellion. Rebellions or, are built or... on hope. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that's important. But the immediacy of that, like, why did it have to happen at that moment? I mean, I know they chose that moment because people were busy and they didn't think they'd be able to get into his rooms. Right. But, you know, Fitz could have gone to Shade and been like, get me in his room well i mean shade had to go to Fitz and go get me into his room so i guess maybe they really did have to take care take that opportunity yeah so the quote is um he's talking about his relationship with his brother and he says it is like being two foreigners trapped in the land we have come to 
unable to return to our own, and having only each other to confirm the reality of the place we yeah, once Yeah, that's lived. much better than what I summed it up as. <laughs> I would like people to start maybe taking a running tally of Robin Hobb talking about aging. <laughs> yeah. Aw, that's, that's going to get depressing real fast. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these books are depressing. <laughs> yeah, but like personally okay, depressing but for her. Dear listener, you can't see this, but Eli has his camera on, and when he said that, he had this huge grin on his <laughs> Oh, shit, I gotta turn He's that like, off. Oops. <laughs> He's like, these books are so depressing, ear to ear smile. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit, sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to the next chapter. Then. All right. Uh, that one's called Conspiracy. Who did Me. that one? Chapter 27, <laughs> Conspiracy. So the intro is a poem about the pocked man and other dark omens, such as blue flames or snakes at your hearthstone. So uh, part of the poem is the pocked man at your window, the pocked man at your door. The pocked man brings the plague days to stretch you on the floor. All right, so Ketrican agrees to plan to pretend that she is miscarried in order to get Regal away from Shrewd. So the idea is that Regal is now interrogating Shrewd, and he's going to find out all of their plans to escape. Um, so Pacey and Lacey, Patience and Lacey assist. Pacey and Lacey. Can't you fall down as Pacey and Lacey? Pacey and Lacey assist in the deception, <laughs> and only one chicken is harmed in the the process. Dinner. Regal <laughs> is notified of the miscarriage and immediately leaves off his questioning of Shrewd to confirm that he has now got one less thing in front of him in the shr- in the throne. So along the way, you also hear Regal say all sorts of things to Wallace and whoever happens to be carrying wine in the hallways. And it, it's just more, <laughs> further proof that Regal is the royal ass in this story. <laughs> so one man is left guarding Shrewd's chamber and Fitz remorselessly murders him with a dose of, what is it, uh, it's poison mist, night, night mist, or something like that. Night mist. Yeah. Night mist. He night he mist. blows dust in his face and it kills the guy. Or we we assume he 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 says in his he head it it's likely fatal. this later, could kill late, him. And later on, it's confirmed that he died. Is that it, that it, choking yeah, stuff no, where it it's fatal. like you just choke to death, <laughs> or it's just like or cough to death? You're just like ha oh. ha. It's like it's like cinnamon challenge death. It's like too much. Oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Sorry, Eli. Is it asbestos? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how fast asbestos right. goes. Whatever. I don't think it works that fast. <laughs> I mean, this one... You did not give him says, mesothelioma. This says, the guard leaned... <laughs> this, it says, the guard leaned closer to the crack. I gave a quick puff of my lips and a white powder misted his face. He staggered back, clawing at his eyes and strangling. In an instant, he was down. Night mist. It was quick. It was effective. It was also often Ooh. deadly. Should have used that on Justin. Um. So Fitz tries to make his way to the king's bedchamber, and immediately Shade is—he hears Shade's voice, and Shade is rebuking him: "Get away from here, because I've got it. I've got it now." So he's taking care of the king, um, and Fitz, his mission done, now goes to the kitchens to be seen, so that people don't associate him with what is about to be a ruckus in the in the castle. Um, so while he's down in the kitchens, he's talking to Cook, and he learns a lot of gossip. He learns that the Pock Band has been seen near a well, drinking from the well, 
and that's a a clear omen that the well has been poisoned or it's gone bad. Um, there's also he then hears about Regal is going up to send people to chop down the king's doors. So he knows his mission is complete, and he leaves for the stables to go find Birch and the fool who was wounded, and Birch is helping the fool. But before he can get to them, he runs into Molly, and Molly is clearly very, very upset with him. And she finally points out what we've all been saying, that Fitz puts her behind all of his other obligations, and she is basically separate from the rest of his life, which I think we've been echoing this entire podcast. Um, <laughs> and the, there's a quote, Fitz says, I am a king's man, and she goes, I am my own woman. And so Mo- Molly is tired of his shit, and she tells Fitz that there is someone else in her life that she puts above all else, which is something that he can't do for her. And she is leaving him. In a final attempt to uh, win her back, he decides to go with truth, which is, I guess, somewhat admirable of <laughs> him. And he tells her that he kills people for a living. And obviously... <laughs> Yeah, Fitz, that's the right thing to Obviously, say. Obviously, she does not react well. Last night. It's, it's, it's hard to tell if she believes him or if she just thinks he's completely full of shit and lying like normal. Either way, she dumps his ass. Um, Fitz morosely then goes up to uh, Birch's room where he finds the fool, and Birch helps him in the only way that he knows how, and he pulls out a <laughs> bottle of brandy. Uh Several drinks in, uh, Lacey comes in and berates them and kicks everybody out and says they can't just drink their lives away. Um, so Fitz goes back to the keep and he finds out that Regal's men chopped through and they found that Shrewd was just asleep in his room and no one was in there. So uh, Shade must have accomplished his task and put Shrewd to sleep. Um, so... At this point, you also learn uh, from the the gossip of the town that uh, everyone is, they are leaving behind, most everyone is, and uh, Fitz is staying, uh, Patience and Lacey are staying, and uh, all of Ketrican and Shrewd's guards, even though Ketrican and Shrewd are going to Tradeford, all of their guards are going to stay behind to leave a royal presence behind. Um and then in the very last part of this chapter, uh, Ketrican and Fitz meet up. Ketrican is getting impatient uh, because they don't know about Shrewd yet, so they don't know what the plan is. And Ketrican comes up with this plan to take Shrewd away with her to the Mountain Kingdom. Um, Fitz is trying to buy time because he wants to talk to Shade first uh, to figure out a plan with him. Luckily, he doesn't have to wait long because immediately after talking to Ketrican, uh, he gets back to his room, and the, the door to Shade's rooms immediately opens up, and he goes and talks with him. Uh, they come up with a very, very loose plan. Um, they're going to use Burrich and the Fool to get them out, and they're actually going with Ketrickin's plan. They're going to take uh, let them go to the Mountain Kingdom. But they're, uh, the plan right now is to ferret them out of the castle, and they're going to do it right after Regal's uh, king and waiting ceremony when everybody will be distracted and drunk and partying. Um, and so at the very end, Shade has some advice. Uh, for some of it, we must trust to luck. and But for the rest, trust to me. 
which uh, Fitz is Fitz is good at trusting the shade. So hopefully this will work out. See where it goes. <laughs> I like that when uh, when when first off, Birch and the Fool as like a pair in a room <laughs> is like not a thing that we've really seen uh-huh. before. But it's great. So. Yeah, so like if you were like watching it's like this, the greatest buddy comedy of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's just kind of like these two, I don't know. But uh, you know, he there's two things that happen. One, Fitz immediately like outs the fact that Burrich use and patience used to be a thing, which the fool didn't know, and so he's like impressed with that like knowledge drop. <laughs> and then the other one is that somebody I think it's Lacey where they go, Does no one use the healer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like why is why is everyone always going to Burrich in the stables to, like, get fixed up? <laughs> well, clearly the healer sucks. Uh. Yeah. There's also a, a pretty funny quote from Burrich and Fitz when he when he first arrives. Um, oh, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, Burrich says, are you sure you've not had a bad dream because Fitz looks like well, that's garbage? that's in 28. Oh, it's in 20? <laughs> what? It's 28. Oh, it's in, my, it's in the next chapter. Fuck. In the next chapter. I've got it. Never mind. I've got it written down. Never mind. You can Step do it, it then. You can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, okay. Can we talk about the whole conversation between Fitz and Molly? <laughs> because I wanted to slam his skull into it. <laughs> yes. Go. Because I'd be Chica's prego. Yeah, yeah right. I think that yeah. I think How did the language is pretty obvious like, at this point. Yeah, the language is pretty obvious. Yeah, at this point. yeah. And he's like, "Oh man, she found another guy. Dun. I'm so sad." This is the guy I'm that like, was like, "You yourself told the fucking cook that there's going to be another pregnancy, <laughs> and then it happens, and it's like right there." This in is front also of the guy that thought she was God, marrying her cousin. Me. So you know. Right, and also, and also, uh, he looked, Burich, when he, he asked really Burich cool. why Molly was there, he says she was looking for some herbs, and I told her I didn't have any for her. No, clearly they're looking for abortion herbs. Yep. Uh, I think and he's... that's why she didn't want to go to Mo- to patients or Lacey because then they would know exactly, exactly. why she needed those herbs. Right. I, so. I think he's he's got the air of somebody who's just got so much on their plate. He just doesn't have the bandwidth to like even think something through. So he's just constantly just flying by the seat of his pants from one thing to the next. Can't really resolve it. Moving on to the next thing. Can't think about it too hard. Coming to the first conclusion thinking that's fine. And he was right. But taking people at their word when you have been literally trained to <laughs> not do he's, that. He's bad at it. He yeah. has a blind spot with Molly big time. I can't believe Night Eyes didn't like have an opinion during that whole conversation. Right? He should. He could tell that she's pregnant, can't he? He's like, can he <laughs> I don't think he's that wolf he, baby in her. He's a puppy. Well, yeah, because he can use Fitz's Fitz's senses. Yeah, he had to take a whiff when Will was yeah. back. Yeah, that's because Will stinks of garlic. <laughs> garlic. That's, that's his tell. There's this dish that I'm not allowed to order and eat. Yeah, because correct. Joey's <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> He can tell if I get it for lunch at work and I come back and he's like... Yeah, hours later. (laughs) It's like in your blood. Either I'm a vampire or it stank. Once he made me go to a different aisle in Target. Because I smelled so bad, so... I had an ex that did that once. She came to pick me up from the airport and she had eaten a a can of clam chowder, like canned clam chowder soup. And I was like, if you have to put the windows down, I'm going to throw up. It smells so bad here. She smelled for like two and a half days afterwards. I was like, what the fuck did you eat? 
It was not okay. So will may, may be smellable by a human yeah. nose. I don't know if pregnancy <laughs> is smellable via a human nose. But the language was very people. clear. It was like, there's someone who needs me now, and he's more important than There's you. someone who I put above yeah. all others. Yes. Yeah, Fitz is oh, Someone God. who I put above all others. And then Fitz is like, oh, like, someone, you're dating someone else. And then he like goes to Burge's room like, why was Molly here? And it's like, really? <laughs> really? Why was Molly here? Will you please, you will you please tell her that I care about her? Please <laughs> tell her that I care about her while you're fucking. That's just like... You're just going to fuck each other now. So his answer is to say, I kill people, I heard myself say. I kill for my king, um, I'm an assassin, Molly. <laughs> I did like when they were talking, um, Fitz and Birch were talking, and he asks Birch if he loved patients, and when did he, you know, when did he decide to leave and all of that. And Birch looked at him and says, I'm not a changeable man. If I had loved her, I would love her still. I like yeah. that. And so then Aww. Fitz is like, so it would never go away. <laughs> Burrich is, like, one of the, like, maybe not so much as he's written, but if you take him as, like, an archetype, he's very much, like, the romantic hero. Which is hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Considering then we have Fitz as his, like, counterpoint. He'll still (laughs) think you're a horse, though. Well, it's just, like, Burrich has all this game, even if he thinks you're a horse, whereas Fitz has none. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has to rely on a wolf for all his game. Or Verity. Like, but legitimately, he does. <laughs> Night Eyes definitely has more game. That's his game. His game is Night Eyes. Fitz is just like, he just needs to Cyrano, Cyrano de Bergiac that, where he's just like, tell her this. Tell her her coat is sparkly. Tell her her teeth are flashing in the sun. Why is this working? <laughs> um, can we talk about the Pactman stuff? Is Shay yes. just, like, going around and, like, doing all of these things to, like, freak people out? 100%. But if <laughs> I were Shade, I'd do it all the time for him. <laughs> I didn't wait till, like, specific moments. I'd be like, I'm gonna go fuck people. I'm gonna go fuck with people right now. I'd be like, ha 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 I just stand by the... Can I, can you, do you think he just... Can't drink here anymore. Do you think he just <laughs> stood by the well house. until the child walked by and he's like, okay, they saw me. Like, yeah, and then he scuttled now. off. And he's like, oh, I gotta go put the snake at the logs and... <laughs> Yes. Where's the blue fire? Mm. There were three things in that sentence. <laughs> the goblet of fire? Harry, mm. did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just read that book. Oh, good. Did you watch the movie yet? Yes. Okay. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there were, like, many weird details. Like, the fact that, like, at first, he thought the fool's arm had been dislocated, and then later on, they're like, oh, no, it's just wrenched. I'm fine. I'm like, that's a weird detail to include. It's just wrenched. Just wrenched. Yep. And and Lacey and Patience are the ones doing, like, the majority of the work in this whole plan. Running around with Running chickens. Running around the castle. Yeah, with dead kids. Like, like yeah, they, they got... kill the chicken, they transfer the blood, they put it in a teapot, then they get rid of the body. It's like, they they're doing all out. this shit, and meanwhile, Fitz is just sitting in the kitchen. Being jealous. <laughs> I or love when they're like, get rid of the body, and Birch is like, I'm gonna pluck this and eat it. Well, <laughs> the fool said dinner, and then yeah, there's the description of Birch plucking out every feather, and the Fitz, Fitz is just like, oh, of course he's gonna, like, use everything. Well, Fitz did have the, like, one impossible task. He had the one very hard task. And then he was done with it immediately, and then he went and got drunk. Yes, but 
he was literally trained his whole life to do that one thing. <laughs> All he had to do was blow some dust in somebody's face. He blew some dust in a guy's face. The hardest part was getting him to open the damn door. That was it. Open the goddamn door. Uh, anything else? I'm good. All right. Chapter 28 is called Treason and Traitors. Did I do this one? I did it. No. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, the intro talks about how Regal was the only surviving child of Queen Desire and King Shrewd, as well as listening to theories on why her other children were stillborn. Mostly, it seems to be her own fault. Um, so Fitz can't sleep, and he so he goes to start filling people in on the plan, starting with Birch. This is where we get the quote, Are you sure you've not had a bad dream? If I have, it's lasted most of my life. <laughs> Which seems very accurate. Um, so Fitz tells Birch that Night Eyes will lead him to their escape route. Birch is not happy about that as usual. Um, afterwards he calls Night Eyes to fill him in on the plan, but mostly it's for snuggles because Fitz is having a rough few weeks. Um, Night Eyes is very perplexed about that too. Uh, he then visits Ketrickin and informs her on the plan as well. Then he wanders aimlessly through the keep and ends up in Verity's map room, where suddenly he can skill, and so he fills Verity in on everything that that has happened until it seems like they are being intruded upon by another. Faraday still repels the intruder and cuts off contact with Fitz, who's really kind of pissed off because he was just getting the hang of it and now he wants to practice. <laughs> um, so Fitz leaves and finds a crumpled Justin in the hall and shows some restraint for once and doesn't kill him, which I feel like is a mistake. Um, yeah. Even Shade says so later. He's like, you probably yeah. should have just killed him. <laughs> the one time you should have done something. So he's even like, he's even like, oh, I've still got that poison for Wallace in the cuff of my sleeve. But no, I'm not going to do it. Um, so Serene stops by to sneer at him and call him Dog Boy again and collects Justin and goes. And then Fitz is summoned to see Duke Brondi, who basically wants to crown him king of waiting for a bit until Catrickin's child comes of age. Fitz's treason alarm goes off in his head, so he simply says that they should let Regal run off to the Inland Duchies, and then he will watch over Buckkeep, but that his loyalty is still to the king and Catrickin and her child, and wants everybody to know that. Uh, Celerity shows up, and Brondi is like, and now you can marry my daughter, and Fitz is like, oh god, I'm still thinking about Molly, has to turn her down by telling her it's just too dangerous right now. Which they seem to accept, but Celerity does not look happy about it. Um, he then reports all of this back to Shade, who is like, couldn't you have done anything else um but it is as it is and plans are set as much as they can be and then they stare into the flames channeling like you know melisandre and relor <laughs> <laughs> there were there's some things um i guess this maybe it was in the last chapter but where he's talking about how like he has to go to bed knowing he's gonna do something like crazy the next day and he's like the anticipation and the energy even though it's like something that's scary like he can't he can't sleep. Like, he knows he's just not going to be able to get a good night's sleep. Like, I don't know. Th those kinds of details make it feel very immediate and very real. Of course, he's like, if I try to stop thinking about this, I'll think about Molly. And that's bad, too. So I'll just get up at, like, four in the morning and go bother Burridge. <laughs> Let's go bother Burridge, yeah. <laughs> but Burridge is fucking awake. Or I, actually, the way that they say he doesn't knock. He's just in there and Burridge is in his bed. <laughs> What? Yeah, he just sits on the floor next <laughs> yeah. to him. He just sits on the yeah. floor next to him. So again, can't arouse the suspicion. Fitz is an intruder. He really is he a is creeper. In your room at night. <laughs> he's like, he's just ready to be the next shade. Yeah. He can't ready. figure out how to open he's, the door. Yeah, shade he's still figuring that part out. 
There, you know, there's a lot of like back and forth when he's talking to Brondi about like what is treason, and mm-hmm. like again, that's why I'm like so focused on like how does this, how does the succession work? Because it seems like there are nuances that I'm not understanding based on the plan. It's like, well, I'm not going to be king and waiting, but I will take Buckkeep. He's just going to look wind. after it. And it's not actually else treason if I let Ketrick know what I'm doing. And Shade's like, well, you can't tell her right now because that's going to be later. And he's like, but it will be treason until I tell her that it's not. <laughs> well... I think it would just look disloyal and look like he was trying to make a play for the throne. If but he then interestingly enough, them. in that conversation, he's like, "Okay, cool. What if everyone dies?" He's like, "Are you going to be king?" And he's like, "Well, I have as much right to it as Regal." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Fitz. Suddenly, you're a very ambitious yeah, man." It's, it's that thought that made it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of it kind of is treason. That's a slippery slope. Power. <laughs> power is power. Pizza oh, wow. is power. Power is pizza. We're back on this again. <laughs> Are you sure you've not had a bad dream? If I have, it's lasted most of my life. Since I was six years old, because I remember nothing before that. Forfeits. I mean, he's a moron, but I'm still sad for him most of the time. Uh, so his. He can scale severity all of a sudden. Yeah. Although... Just figured it out. But but also, yeah. he just went to the map room like he used to when he was being skilled by Verity. Yeah. So I was like... It was, hmm. it was almost like he was being skill-compelled to go to the map room. Yeah, like, and why like, did he go that there? would be the way... That would be the place where he could, you know, magically skill Verity. It felt like Verity might have been, you know, sort of reaching out for him, but the link was very, very weak, and he needed to sort of push him there so that they could actually make contact. Maps are helpful for skilling. I think it was just the environment. <laughs> Put him yeah. in the, in the, just... in the mindset. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just like, Verity, we need you here, and then all of a sudden he skilled that to him, like it was slow. <laughs> little... Right. But also, kind of like, it's about fucking time. Like, how long are we going to have to wait for this kid to be able to skill? That doesn't mean he's going to be able to do it after that. God, I hope so. I'd like a little consistency. <laughs> With Fitz? What, at what oh. point does he say to himself, it has to be done right the first time? And I, <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking of Joey's comment where he was like, he has to do it right. Well, that's not what Fitz it has does. It be done perfectly. <laughs> and then he does not, because he's incapable. Um, he's pretty good at fighting. Most of the time. No, he says to himself, though, he's not good at it. He needs, like... He's, he's good at berserking. Well, yeah. this is the thing with Fitz. If he's thinking about stuff, he's bad at it. If he yeah. just lets himself go, then all of a sudden he becomes very competent. Raw instinct. His because, instinct like, is know, better he... than his brain. It's true. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, even, like, when Hans was struggling with, with the people coming to get the horses and stuff, when he went down there, he was just, like... He he just had to get something done, so then he did it. I don't yeah. know. He just goes through these, like... It's kind of like shrewd having lucid moments, you know? It's like... Except with Fitz, it's like if he doesn't think, then it's good. <laughs> All right. I want to keep us going because we are... This is a long episode. Yes. Um, uh, okay, so, so every episode prompts. Friends in high places, character introductions and exits. Will is new-ish. Will is new-ish. Ish. Ish. 
Uh, Will has noticed. I did. Will, yeah. <laughs> I did like the part where Sh- where Shade was like, like, oh, an assassin who could skill. Wouldn't that be a great idea? And Fitz is like, well, Shrewd kind of did try that. I just failed. <laughs> uh, skills acquired. Fitz and company learn and grow. Uh, let's see. Fitz can sort of skill now. Mm-hmm. Mm. But more interestingly Sorta. is the is the the limit break between him and Night Eyes, where Night Eyes can fight via the skill, which just seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Skill, wit, singularity. Yes. Uh, and the fact that Fitz can now sleep and go and be totally insensible, but still be like a weird zombie that walks around via night eyes, via night eyes. Yeah. Uh... Which I think would be really like I would totally do that to travel. <laughs> it's like you can take over. He's gonna fucking wake up with like a fucking rabbit in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so was night eyes was night eyes's body asleep or something? Did he he did they like switch bodies and he's just like taking a nap and a wolf? In I don't know. That's that's not as clear no. whether or not he doesn't seem to remember being a wolf. No, yeah, I think he's just I think he's just suppressed. I'd be fucking scared. I'd be like, you don't you, you don't do that. Yeah, like I just Set don't understand boundaries. why it wasn't a bigger deal to him. <laughs> So you could go around fucking half of Buck Keep. I, because you know what? I think he secretly thinks it's cool. <laughs> he just he's trusts, into it. He's, he's, a beta, he's the beta. That's why he's the goddamn beta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, animal assist, since we're talking about Night Eyes. Uh, one big one. Yeah. The, well, you know, <laughs> not only assisting him with keeping his body safe and alive, but also in loving that good love on Molly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a hard assist. Giving him a couple of gold stars. Whoa, whoa. Uh, they also do all the fighting at Neat Bay, which is pretty cool. And then, yeah. who wrote the note about Slink? <laughs> Me. The Slink note was mine. <laughs> Slink was not helpful. Aww. He needs to learn how to be less loud Bad and less clumsy. Cat-like <laughs> behavior. Slink is getting older, okay? He's not as <laughs> spry. Uh, was the fool there, and how creepy was he being? You know, the fool was there, but he was not creepy this go-round because he's just so Desperate. pathetic right Even now. Even with his egg like face? His, <laughs> his egg peeled face. egg face. Peeled egg face. <laughs> yeah, that part was creepy. Not a good look. His weird and get he's, up. But he's having a real rough go of it right now. He keeps getting beat <laughs> up. His king is dying. Weird he's clothes. having to lay Sleeping on the, at the floor, foot of the bed, crawling under the bed to like not get beat up, getting regal. beat up anyway. Yeah, being mean to Fitz, which is never okay for him. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not great for him right now. Oh, Fitz misery, the bastard has a moment. Uh, well, he he did some berserking. Yeah, uh, but I think his worst moment. Let's do. Let's see his best moment and his worst moment. I think his worst moment was spreading a rumor around the castle that there was another pregnant lady. I think <laughs> that wasn't so great. That was not great. Um, I think his best moment. Oh, playing drunk on the floor so they wouldn't get caught. That was actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fa- he he fails up really well. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "Yep, I yeah, that's him." He's definitely doing that. He's drunk. Uh, and the next section is, but did you die? Which also doubles as, did he get poisoned? 
I mean, he took extra care not to get poisoned in this section, and I'm proud of him for that. Like, he checked his room and threw out all his stuff after Serena and Justin were there. And yeah. Even though they probably didn't poison anything. No, probably not. I mean, he does, like, get lost, nearly get lost in the skills several times, so that's not helpful. But he did end up less dead after Bay fighting, and he usually does end up half dead in a fight, and people comment, it, comment on it all the time, so, you know, that's good, too. You know, yeah. after he skilled Verity, he wasn't, he didn't have a headache or anything. That's true. That Which I thought true. was interesting. That's weird. So, when he doesn't think about it, and he just does it. He just does it right. And he's, yeah. God, Fitz. Uh, I thought you always got a headache after using the skill, though. I thought that was routine. No, that's really just Fitz. Him because he sucks at it? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about this. Uh, I didn't put it in the notes, but uh, Ashley sent me a very interesting text today. Oh, did I? Yes. Uh, oh, about the little girl? Yes. Oh, man. So, I yeah, I didn't bring this up earlier, but, like, I do not trust that little bitch at all. <laughs> Talk about Rosemary. Yeah. That bitch is always, like, her head's right around the corner when Regal shows back up, and they're just, like, they keep commenting about how, like, oh, we're talking about all this shit, and Rosemary's just asleep over in the corner. That bitch isn't asleep. She is listening to y'all. <laughs> I mean... I will be very surprised if that doesn't turn out to be true. They do mention her a lot. Yes. <laughs> a lot. We're always, and she's always, it's always her being all like cutesy and skipping away <laughs> when really, you know, she's one of those little demons. Kill <laughs> her. <laughs> Go on, Fitz. Kill her. Well, we shall see if your theory. Well, they did have a whole conversation about who Regal's, you know, assassin could be. Yes. I mean, either, so our theories are Will and... Rosemary. And Rosemary. Uh, and just the name, and Rosemary. Mm. And time. Sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else that we want to cover? Did anything make us cry? You know, I hate to admit Did this, anything? but uh, this is a consistent thing for me. Uh, so when Birch, when Fitz asked Birch if he would uh, help them to the mountains, and Birch was like, I don't need you to ask me. I will do my duty to the king. For some reason, I teared up there, but, like, yeah. you know, every time, like, anybody, like, helps anybody else in anime, that's, like, basically <laughs> when I start crying. Oh, man, you're crying. So, that's She's just, doing it's a... just a, a bizarre tick for me. <laughs> I didn't, right. I, I didn't cry when, um, the Fitz said that thing about, thr when, I felt especially... I didn't like that the fool felt so desperate in that moment because, like, only the yeah. only the fool would 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 be desperate if he's lashing out at Fitz. So that 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 I felt felt like was a very powerful moment. When yeah. Fitz hugged Night Eyes, and Night Eyes was like, "Um, you called me back here just to hug me? Okay, sure." <laughs> It's like I was hunting. I felt like that hug was one though, where like one person's totally into it, the other person's like, "Oh God!" Like one for it to be over. Two. Night is just like I put my throat on your shoulder. Can I go back to hunting now? Great. Hey, I've yeah. watched Homeward Bound too many times. I know what it looks like when it when a boy hugs his dog. Aww. So if that's it, then. Then the reminder for our next reading section is Royal Assassin, chapters 29 through the epilogue. So we're going to finish up Royal Assassin in our next episode, and I'm going to ask our new readers to sign out. All right, you guys, I'm Ashley, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, at Lady Bird Parker. 
That's me. Joey, you can find me on Insta, powerkid.exe. Thank you. Uh, if you like what we're doing, check out the Fire and Lynch podcast for all things A Song of Ice and Fire and RTFB podcast for more sci-fi fantasy reading discussions. This has been Buckkeep Radio. Find us at Buckkeep Radio on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail. I'm Rachel, and you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth <laughs> underscore Rachel on Instagram. I don't. Uh, you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. Um, I'm Jenny. You can find me at Jenny Slife eighty seven on Twitter and Faceless Bray on Instagram. All right. See you on the flip side for spoilers. All right. Spoilers. Hi. I don't know if you guys have actual things to talk about. I just wrote a few things down. I have not. I don't have a lot, and this is going to be a very long episode, so I think we can keep it short. Sounds but good. But sweet. Um, I just c- commented about Burrich and Molly beginning their little friendship, foreshadowing what's to come. Because mm-hmm. yep. that's already amusing. I do like that. And I kind of realized I sort of like Molly and Birch better. Than oh yeah, Molly for and sure, Birch absolutely. Is so much better. I liked yeah. I liked Birch's well, little it, toast to to Molly's happiness. Mm-hmm. I like the, the <laughs> like yeah. I feel like you know Fitz and Molly are just sort of like the expected couple, whereas Birch and Molly, even though it's like totally weird and wrong, it's also like you can sort of see their friendship building in like the background, which I think is is interesting. Um, also, it's kind of amusing that, you know, Burge didn't end up with Patience, and Fitz is not necessarily ending up with Molly in this part, but mm-hmm. they're sort of ending up with their counterparts. Right. But I also, I think, like, there's a, there's a reality to this idea that, like, just because they were your first love or whatever, that doesn't mean, I don't know, I, I, I liked that. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that the whole... Rene- renewal of that later irks me. Uh, oh, what fits and Molly? Yeah, because it's like Burrich to me is more of a classic romantic like lead because mm-hmm. he's he's gruff and 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 hypocritical, but there's like ways for him to change where he's not like a bumbling idiot. He still has his own his own charms and his own like he's competent. Whereas Fitz is a moron. Well, their ship name would be like <laughs> Folly, so I think that's. <laughs> Fitz is folly, isn't that what they call? Isn't that yeah? What was Birch and Molly? Bolly, Bolly, Murich, Murich, <laughs> Mitch, Murich, Molich. It's <laughs> send us send us an email at buckyradio at gmail dot com and tell us what your ship name for Molly and Birch. Is. Murich. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Copper Coat. <laughs> <laughs> So, also, Fitz is jealous of his own future daughter. <laughs> you know, also, as uh, an only child who is estranged from her father figure, there was there's something about Nettle and Fitz that has always really resonated Aww. with me. I really like Nettle. <laughs> yeah, I think Nettle is great. And Fitz fucking sucks. <laughs> and he never doesn't fucking suck when it comes to her. Yeah, and it's true. And she's just like, you know what? You fucking suck. And that's... 
And I'm just gonna go off and, like, live my life and be yeah. better than you. Cool. Yeah. She's like, yep, you're there. Look at you. So better. How, <laughs> how much of that has to do with Fitz putting his pain for Molly into the dragon? Oh, yeah, like, I mean, I think that's implied that one of the reasons he's not so great at connecting with, with Nettle is because he put all that yeah. in the dragon, yeah. Makes sense. I think it's also why he's just so bonkers with B. <laughs> because it's almost as if, like, she's his only focus, because it's like he forgets Nettle. Yeah, yeah true. And then he, because he doesn't try and explain anything to Nettle, and so the Nettle's often very confused about B, which creates right. problems. Right. Well, no one ever believes B. That's like B's <laughs> curse. She got that from Fitz. Mm, that's Bad true. Communicators. <laughs> um, and then I also said that. You know, the chapter where Fitz leaves his body for Night Eyes to guard while he recovers is good foreshadowing for what's to come with his quote-unquote death. There's lots of good foreshadowing in this section, actually. Like, there's that. There's all the shit that's about to go down with Will. There's a talking about, like, assassins who can skill. Um, there's, like, there's like three full the... chapters of Fitz getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> it's a real... And, we, like, we got some and, and... sad shit coming up. And, like, but also, like, Shade, Shade is, like, getting pushed to, like, the end. Like, I want, I want to see Shade finally Yeah, snap. he's, Shade's <laughs> about to the get The next cool. chapter, the next chapter yeah. is where all the good stuff starts happening. Although, I, I fully, like, did not remember all the stuff in this book, and I was like, he's dead for half this book, right? And it's, like, totally not. Like, My boy! <laughs> Well, I mean, this is, like, his worst nightmare come true. He, like, literally is a wolf. Yes. And and Night Eyes is like, this is great. This is great. Yeah, the, we didn't talk about when uh, when Ketrick and quotes Night Eyes. Yeah, that's, yeah that was <laughs> yes. pretty good. That was really good. Also, yeah. uh, the head of Ketrickin's guard is named Foxglove, which is just, I think, yes. silly, but cool. But I love her. There's a lot of flower names. A lot. There's a lot of people with flower names. But I like her. Yeah, I like her too. And she feels bad that she can't, like, you know, be there for her, which is bullshit because she should be able to. Yeah, she should at least, like, I mean, chivalry. Care, like, Birch was everywhere with him. Right. Like, why couldn't? Uh, I was. I. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, just. Uh, I don't know, I just keep reading Regal's name and I'm like, I want the other R name people of like Revel and, and uh, <laughs> Riddle and <laughs> coming up because I like them better. When does Riddle appear? I think I, I was can't... like, I was always like, wait, what? Who's this guy? And I'm like, no, he's been here for a while. Yeah, I was trying to remember that too. Is it in? It, maybe it towards the end of the, the Tawny Man the... stuff? Yeah. I yeah, it's, it's like somewhere the in there. One when they're like running around in the woods. Uh, oh, that I would like explain why I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I like all the the geography reminders. Like we get a reminder of Bingtown, right? Mm -hmm. And which is kind of like, oh, I know where that is. Um, and just kind of like how they really can't just leave and let the red the red ship raiders have what they want because they will not have trade. Right. Right. 
Even though Regal might think he can, he can't actually well, do that. I mean, he's he is uh, he is setting yeah, himself, uh, himself up because if this all goes like poorly, he's he would just end up going to the Mountain Kingdom and asking for help, and they'd be like, Haha, no, no. "Yeah, he's being very very short sighted." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if uh, if that's all we're gonna talk about, which is fine with me, <laughs> I don't have anything long. else unless you guys have something. Nope. Nope. I'm looking forward to the to finishing up because it's cr- it's gonna get crazy. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, then I will uh, talk to you guys next episode. Alrighty. Yep. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.